This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. And welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are very excited to have you guys with us tonight. It is a very special episode this this week. Dad, what are we doing? We're doing cocktails, and we're doing them outside on Thanksgiving Day. You may hear some extra sounds tonight. We have two special guests. We yeah. have Anne-Marie Mills from Indianapolis and her dog Lexi. And then we have Joanne the one that blinded the gin and got it perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. so in other words, we have, you know, mom and sister here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, Josh, what cocktail are you doing tonight? So, I kind of did a play on a Rob Roy, uh, but instead of using scotch, I went ahead and used the mez- the Vita Mezcal that we had for our Smoke in a Glass episode. What about you, Dad? Oh, that ought to be pretty special, Josh, really smoking the glass again. I'm doing a scorpion, so okay, cool. we'll explain what that is later. And Marie, what drink are you doing? I did the mai tai. A mai tai. All right, Joanne, what are you doing? Uh, I'm doing the French seventy-five. All right, we have some good drinks. <laughs> yeah, and like we said, we're outside, or we're actually outside our house right now after Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, we were a little befuddled earlier and had the you know the turkey hangover but now we're ready to do uh do some uh, special cocktails so i think mom we're gonna go ahead and start with yours why don't you tell us again what's in it and then how you made it but first we're gonna cheers aren't we <laughs> well, okay <laughs> well cheers. cheers 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 all right mm. so mom you did a french 75 right i did a french 75 should I tell the story about my first one? You can tell whatever you Absolutely. want. This is just cocktail hour. <laughs> well, we oh, were in New Orleans for a wedding. We walked into the bar uh, at the hotel where the wedding was. I think it's the Hotel New Orleans. And some friends were there, and one of the fellows was drinking a lovely uh, drink from a flute. And I do like my bubbles in the flute. So I asked him what it was, and he said, oh, it's a French 75. In fact, your son introduced me to this. Who was, who was that drinking was that? Jeff Ford. Oh, uh, okay. So anyway, I've had them in uh, several different forms since then. Uh, there's a lot of variations, and uh, I enjoy some of them and some of them I don't. The French 75 is a cocktail made from uh, either gin or, uh, help me, John. Brandy. Brandy champagne, lemon juice, and sugar. And I did the brandy one tonight. And um, So kind of what are the proportions of it? Like, Well, it's uh, you put it in a shaker. You put a half, half an ounce of the lemon, fresh uh, squeezed lemon juice, a half an ounce of the um, liquor, either gin or uh, brandy, and then uh, shake it up and strain it. Oh, and, and the simple syrup, a half ounce. Okay, yeah. Uh, shake it in the shaker, strain it into a glass, and then top it with about three ounces of um, bubbles. Yeah, with the bubbles, you don't really have to be, you know, exact yeah. with that. You just right. kind of fill, fill up. up oh, yeah, that's right. It really makes a lovely cocktail, and then there's a little twist of lemon um, on the edge. Now, uh, I, the cocktail I found out was named for a gun, which really sort of shocked me but it was a a fast firing 75 millimeter field gun that was utilized by the french in world war one and then the uh, of course like a lot of cocktails the actual 
there's always a mystery about just where it was invented and when and how it got its name. Uh, but um, apparently, claim to fame uh, of the inventor of the French 75 uh, claims to be from Harry's Bar in Paris. Okay. And so uh, that's been there. Huh? It's sort <laughs> of that sort of uh, followed followed it since then. Okay. And I'm just going to fun fact this. The uh, Bellini, if you've ever had that, I believe it's from another Harry's Bar, but in Venice. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Marie, we, you Josh and I, we've been there. That one, so. uh-huh. Fun bubbles from the Harry's. Okay. I mean, did the Harry's in, in, did in West Lafayette, did it have any uh, fun bubble cocktails? I mean, there were a lot of cocktails. I don't know <laughs> if they started any. <laughs> Most of them were strong. Yeah. You know, college town drinks. Yeah. So, so, Mom, do you have one to share? I have one. Uh, I have two to share. So I'll let, I'll pass one to you, Josh. Okay. And one to Dad. Well, where's They'll yours, then? share that around. <laughs> where's yours? Me and Dad will share one, and okay. you and Murray can share one. How about that? Fat chance. We have several cocktails. We don't need a whole one. <laughs> I had a French 75 the night I signed my apartment in Seattle with mm-hmm. my friend Nicole. We had French 75s that Good night champagne bubbles on that. Yeah. Actually, I think I used cognac and not brandy. What's the difference? So cognac is a specific region. That makes brandy. Mm, mm-hmm. So what do y'all think? I love, oh, it's very good. You know, <laughs> I think I it's a family. Fa- I think it's a family favorite. Like one of the cocktails. One of the cocktails we all love. It's very lemony, very bright, bubbly. It's always fun. Yeah, sometimes in the bars they don't. Uh, they seem to not put enough simple syrup in it. It's very bitter. It's like just straight lemon juice and maybe a little sugar. But I yeah. like it on the sweeter side. I've seen it done with okay. a sugar cube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of cocktails out there that will have a sugar cube in the bottle of them. I thought about doing one tonight, but we did just didn't have any elderflower liqueur. Sugar cubes. <laughs> well, but you can do you can still do the same thing with just like sugar in the raw mm-hmm. in the bottom. It does. I mean, I don't like using a sugar cube because it's a whole teaspoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Very a, sweet. That yeah, it can be a lot of sugar. Yeah, this is a little bit on the sweet side. Yeah, so that's okay. Like it's it. really good. Mm-hmm. It's really it's balanced. Really good. So, Mom, you kind of told us a little bit about your first time with this cocktail, mm-hmm. and you've mentioned your first time with gin, but what's kind of your cocktail history, I guess you could say? Well, you know, most of us uh, that were in college back in the 70s poured up the blender for some uh, daiquiris frozen okay. uh, daiquiris that was probably the most popular in my dormitory wait you drank in the dorms what <laughs> <laughs> what was it legally drinking in? was it 18 then was it 18 uh, no no it was 21 are you sure no, no so. it's 21 mm-hmm. when y'all were in college mm-hmm. that's right that was uh 1902 or something <laughs> like that no, eighteen. <laughs> it was eighteen for a long time. Right. Oh, eighteen oh two. I'm sorry. Yeah, eighteen oh two. So you're saying you've been around since eighteen oh two. So he anyway, said it, folks. so anyway, that was probably you know that was my most memorable cocktail uh, beginning, and then I don't know. Then when we we lived in Tennessee, our our friend friends in the neighborhood. What was it we drank? Well. You can talk about the scorpion. What, what are our parties that we had with our neighbors? I don't know. 
I think that was just rum and cokes and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it wasn't really anything that we special. We didn't go out to bars when no. we were racing y'all. Really, we would. No, we didn't <laughs> have the money to go to bars. <laughs> Not when you were babies. Well, what I about? There was a story about some Long Island iced teas. Oh well, that's when. Yeah, that was. I, I was you a, were baby. a baby then. <laughs> so yeah, when when Marie was a baby we lived in maysville kentucky and we would go to this bar and we could walk to it from the house yeah well yes and marie was in like the baby carrier and we set the baby carrier up on the table and marie would sleep and we'd we'd have our little drinks and pizza or whatever we ate and then we'd go on home there you go so Born what about one of the places (laughs) one of the the place joanne's probably thinking about is was called the last national bank that's where we that's where we could walk to yeah we could walk to that and i guess i don't know why we walked down there did we run out of of drinks at the house at the apartment no we had some friends it was it was halloween i think we were well especially halloween (laughs) so what about um i mean before you guys had kids because you before you had us you were you guys were married for like Four, years, four or five yeah. years yeah. before yeah. before you had kids i mean were there any i mean so my mom spent a summer or not summer she spent a whole year in norway as mm-hmm. an exchange student what was it kind of like a, do you remember any oh in norway was it any different of a norway well uh you know the legal drink there was really no drinking age for their pilsner a light beer yeah we drank and then a lot of people made their own wine. So my best friend's mom made a delicious cherry wine. So we did have that. And for special occasions with the family that I lived with, uh, you always toasted with aquavit. <laughs> Has anybody ever had aquavit besides you, Mom? It's just like vodka, basically, I think. Yeah. You've had uso. Yeah, right. I've had uso. Oh, yeah. It's very similar to uso. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway... We the older we get, I guess the more we more. We stay home and make our own drinks. Well, we know we go out, but you know we have experimented a little bit more. We can afford ten, ten, twelve dollar cocktails that went you know, back in. Well, you go to the bar and it's ten, twelve, fifteen dollars for the cocktail, but at home it's three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, where are you well, going? You know, three dollars a cocktail <laughs> but right. it's 150 dollars to buy what you need to make the cocktail <laughs> well the first time you collect yeah. your yeah but once you have it you can make lots of cocktails with it yeah. right so mom what's your would you say that this is your favorite cocktail or well, my, my go-to cocktail is still a gin and tonic yeah. but if i want something special and i think about it i have a french 75 or if the if the uh, bar or restaurant has a a specialty drink as long as it's not bourbon <laughs> or scotch, <laughs> or scotch. i tend to go for the gin or um vodka but mostly gin cocktails but. so i know you you say you don't like scotch uh-huh. but there's this mythical experience somewhere with scotch and chocolate oh yeah can well, you what was that about we uh, did do uh, a trip to Scotland and John had always wanted to go on the Scotch whiskey trail so we booked a three-day Scotch tasting whiskey tasting trip it also included some stops at castles and historic yeah it was a combo trip not just straight so and so I decided well I was I was gonna 
taste scotch. I was, you know, why not? When in, when in Rome, And I so guess. the very first place we stopped, we did get to taste, um, what was that, Glenfit? Not Glenfit. It was Dalweenie. Dalweenie, yeah. Yeah. And so with their tasting, um, after we did the tour and tasting, uh, they had little chocolate truffles with each scotch and mm. that made it go down very well <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, i was sort of disappointed at the distilleries after that 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 there wasn't oh, any chocolate, chocolate to go with it oh how rude but, um, how rude <laughs> i did on that particular trip to scotland and ireland uh began to develop a taste for irish whiskey oh, okay and when we were in uh, dublin with some friends uh Irish whiskey. What's I can't even remember the. What's the uh, Jamesons? Jamesons, yeah. Yeah. When yeah. I was tired of drinking beer, I'd have a Jamesons. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I hadn't had any since I'd been home. Wow. Okay. Cool. So, um, kind of, Marie, what are you tasting in this cocktail when you taste it? Well, the, the lemon's pretty. Lemon's front. Yeah, it's front forward on the lemon. And then. Mom used a Chandon, which is one of my go-to kind of entry-level sparkling mm-hmm. wines. So it's kind of creamy. Um, mm-hmm. Darn, I have to drink more of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the lemon pairs well because it's kind of floral, kind of citrusy. And so I think that brings out those qualities in the sparkling, too. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of people like to do it with gin, too. But yeah. So kind of the more traditional New Orleans way is to use, is to use a brandy or a cognac. So that's kind of why you chose to do right. that one t- yep. tonight. Mm-hmm. Dad, what did you taste in it? I taste the same thing that Marie talked about. Uh, the the fruit, the lemon is very forward. And then the bubbles, it's kind of, I get a little buttery taste with it. And I think that's a combination of the of the bubbles and the brandy, whichever she used. Okay. So it's kind of, it's kind of nice. Yeah. It goes down pretty smooth. Eh? Yeah. You could drink lots of those. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun cocktail. So get in if, trouble. If, if you're tired, I kind of think of it, A, it's a great nighttime cocktail, but it's also if you're getting tired of doing mimosas. Exactly. A mimosa, a mimosa, a mimosa. Switch it up. Right. Do a French 75 because you still get the bubbles and you get the kind exactly. of nice, you get a little bright more alcohol. effervescence. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, it depends on how much orange juice you put in your mimosa. <laughs> right. Cool. So, um. I'd say, let's see, you guys both have rum drinks. So, Dad, why don't we do yours next? So, I have a Scorpion. I'll tell you stories about the Scorpio parties later, but (laughs) this particular Scorpion mixture is from our friend that lives in Fort Collins, who actually is a Scorpio herself. So, it's like two jiggers of rum, so that's three ounces. It's one jigger of brandy, so now you're four and a half ounces of the liquor, the and then you have everybody, the engineer. lemon juice, which is an ounce or a jigger and a half, and I use lime juice. I like lime juice better, and then a jigger of orange juice, and then a half a jigger or orogate. And if you don't know what orogate is, it's like an almond liqueur, so it's sometimes hard to find. But if you really look for it, you could find it at a specialty shop for coffee because a lot of people like that almond extract taste in your coffee. So it ends up like 10 and a half ounce drink, which four and a half ounces is is the liquor. So that's like 45%. 
I mean, that's just like a pour of bourbon. Maybe you <laughs> don't want to drink three of those. For well, sure. I heard this is where the stories from the Scorpio party come from. It's because so, you drink. So my mom is a Scorpio. So they found friends and everywhere who were Scorpios because Scorpios like to party, if you didn't know that. Mm. We were invited to an annual Scorpio party in Port Collins with Marty. and Marty, whose recipe it is. And and one person would make the scorpion punch, and then everybody would bring, you know, snacks. And uh, she told, I think it's written on the back of the recipe, each person gets one because they're quite strong. <laughs> yeah, it's like one drink, everybody toasts, you have that one drink, and then you're supposed to drink something else. Which is, which is wise, because when we moved to Kansas and then we came across quite a few other Scorp- Scorpio- Scorpios, we had uh, a series of, scorpion, of Scorpio parties, and we sort of had an unlimited punch bowl (laughs) and they got the parties got pretty wild (laughs) well the the interesting thing about the first party was that whether it was the men or the women that were the scorpios most of them wore red ah red and black Mm -hmm. that night (laughs) and then there was this huge discussion about which way does the toilet paper need to go? Serious business. And there was a strong opinion from the Scorpios that it has to go over the front. I agree. So that you can, so that you can get that toilet paper instead of having to feel around the back of the toilet roll well, to get. That's to not it. my memory of it. <laughs> so well, what's your memory? My memory of it is that. Most of the Scorpio partners, husbands, wives, thought it had to go over the top, but the Scorpios were like, who cares? <laughs> anyway, it'll do. <laughs> that sounds like that a Scorpio. That might have been true. That sounds like a Scorpio. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That makes a little more sense I, I took a count, and it was a majority <laughs> that wanted it over the front. Notice, everybody, his option was over the front. Yeah, so of course, notice everybody that his option won, <laughs> and nobody else's won. Yeah. <laughs> it has, it has the engineer the, who counted the vote. While drunk. The, <laughs> <laughs> with unlimited scorpion punch. The over Scorpion punch. Well, and that first, that first party, too, was really fun. I mean, they, like I said, there were a lot of people dressed in red, and there was all that kind of discussion. But they, somebody, and I forget who it was, played the piano and there was a lot of singing and a lot of it was an old we were the youngest ones there. we were the youngest ones and this is back in 83 maybe oh, so first a- first time i kansas. was born before you were yeah so i thought you said kansas oh you're but talk- it was a it was you know it was a fun party and we did several of those and the chocolate scorpion cake, drinks a chocolate cake Always a chocolate cake, so that's a that's a priority, I guess, for the scorpions <laughs> or the All Scorpios. Right. So it's it's fun. I provided a taste for everyone. I mean, it doesn't taste as alcoholic yeah. as you said it was. Like I could see how this could be very dangerous. Well, that's the problem. Very it's got all that fruit, so you're getting a fruit yeah. forward taste between the lime and the orange juice and even the orgate. Mm-hmm. 
so it dominates the taste and then the alcohol will sneak up on you when you're not looking. And I actually think the Orgiate is uh, a flavoring, but not a liqueur. There's yeah. no alcohol yeah. in it. Yeah. It's, it's, just an, it's an almond-flavored syrup, right. basically. Right. Instead of, you know, almond flavors, it's Orgiate. The bottle of it I have at home looks like it should be at a coffee bar. Yeah, yeah. Torino's yeah. 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 or whatever. And for yeah. a while, when we couldn't find it uh, in a liquor store or stuff, it you know, that is where we found it, a coffee section. I'm, I suspect Starbucks has it. Oh, yeah, now you can get it anywhere. This would make a great shot. Yeah. Like, a shot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you wanted to do a shot at the bar, like, they, we, they, if they could. Yeah. If you ask at a bar, a bar for a scorpion, unless it is like a, what do you call it, a, a Tahitian kind of. Tiki bar. A tiki tiki bar. Tiki bar. They won't know what it is. They'll look it up. Well, we and I've it. seen it on a lot of menus as scorpion bowl. That's right. right. It's <laughs> a punch. It is a punch. That's what it kind of seems like a punch. Which I think, a I think most it, uh, of the recipes you look up do call it a scorpion punch. Punch, yeah. I, I, I recall a scorpion bowl in my past. And, and so, <laughs> no, not at Harry's. At a bar in San Francisco with my one of my work t- consulting teams. Was that did um. Was it the was it at the punch bar we went to Novella? No, no, it was God, um was one of the fancy hotels that had a tiki bar with an actual like pool in the middle and a band that would play. Oh, okay. When well, some of the we recipes re- have white wine, I can see that. And so that you know that would smooth it out a lot, but I'd make it a cheaper uh, punch, Man, cheap, cheaper drink. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what this drink would cost at a at a bar. So, you know, it costs twelve dollars. Three, yeah, three shots. Plus all the all the orange juice. Well, the, well, the bar would probably not make here's it as strong. The, well, and most of the time, you're not going to get a ten ounce cocktail, even no. if it's a tall, even if it's a like a, right, a call, in a highball glass. Be a lot of ice. I mean, yeah, you would probably probably be about mm-hmm. probably be about three quarters of the of the amount. But it's really good. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of get that citrus, but I get a lot of that almondy. That almondy flavor, and I think that's covering. I think that's covering the alcohol. Yeah, you don't really taste rum in it like a lot of rum. No, you don't. What kind of rum did you use? Just Bacardi. Okay. Bacardi Gold. Why didn't you use that plantation over over? I can, we can go get the one fifty one if that's what. <laughs> no, you want. no, yeah. one fifty one is just lighter fluid. It's okay. just to make cocktails look cool. That's a no. We could have got the party. We could have got test. the Costa Rican rum or the rum that yeah. Marie used for her drink. That's fine. Well, that's uh-huh. good. I'm happy with Bacardi. It's very tasty. So, Dad, what would you say is your kind of go-to cocktail? Well, you know me. I like the Scotch cocktails. I like the Rob Roy Scotch cocktail that you used the mezcal on. I've I've had two Scotch cocktails in two or other episodes, so you know that's more my go-to. The go-to is the Blood and Sand. Okay. But in this, go back to this one. Orange juice? Lime juice. Lime juice, okay. I used lime. The actual recipe that Marty gave us was lemon juice, but I like lime juice better. Hmm. So Why? It's very very it's citrusy. Cit- it's very- a lot of citrus to it. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. I don't, I don't, I don't find it overly sweet. And I think if I were going to make it, I might up the orgate a little bit. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think, I think it's a really good cocktail in and of itself. 
Mm-hmm. So, Dad, what what about your kind of cocktail history? Were you uh, <laughs> blending up daiquiris in the in the dorm room? Not in the dorm room. And yes, we drank a lot of daiquiris when I was in college, and we had a lot of rum and cokes in college. And if it was not a cocktail, a lot of my friends had Ripple wine. Oh, yeah. And you know, any beer that any beer that people could find was cheap. They wanted. But as far as you know, in college, we really didn't drink that many cocktails. Okay. To be truthful. Yeah. It was more beer or wine. Were you guys like, was it with beer in a shot? Was that big back when y'all were in college? Uh, not real big, no. Okay. I didn't like beer in college. You know, some people, you know, some people would do a ball maker or something like that, but not very many. Okay. Marie, what was the place that we went to in, I think it was Seattle, that like specialized in a beer and a shot? Like they had like different pairings for their beer in the shots. It wasn't just a, wasn't just a beer in a shot. They had like, you know, because I, I remember there's a lot of places that have boilermaker sections on their list in Seattle. Okay. Where it's beer in a shot. Right. Of different different variations. Right, because I remember I had like a a Belgian beer and a shot of uh, chartreuse. Yeah. Like, and it was it was actually on the menu. Yeah. And I mean, I never would have thought to do that. It was really good. Yeah, there's a couple places in Seattle that do. That cool um what about on your travels dad do you guys and mom both of you guys when you guys travel do you get a lot of cocktails or is it normally just kind of local beer places and no i think it's mostly local beer or wine well it sort of depends on where in hawaii we do drink my ties oh, yeah, that's true and the, um, the place we like to go to drinks. in kona hawaii they have a Mai Tai cocktail bar that specializes in the Mai Tais, and they have like 24, 25, 26, I don't know the number, Yum. of different Mai Tais. So and you can do a whole flight. they were invented there. Yeah. So <laughs> I, like, work there? I huh? like that place, and it's like, okay, I want this flight tonight. I'll do this <laughs> flight tomorrow <laughs> and keep doing it. Try them all out. Mm-hmm. That'd be me too. You know, it's like the punch bar. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know if that place is still open. I don't think they are. Which place? So it was a place called Novella in downtown, like in the financial district, I think, of San Francisco. And they specialized in punches, like classic old school punches. And like they had punches on, they had pun- uh, about 10 punches on draft. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you could like get a bowl with your friend, like with your group afterward. But they also did a flight. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Because they kept them all, like, on tap, uh-huh. right? And Already so, mixed, so you could just... Yeah, so they had, like, a these barrels of them you could see. Mm-hmm. It is still open. I just checked. Cool. But, yeah, it was fun. They had a... We went... It's been around Thanksgiving or Christmas time because they had, like, a... Yeah. A nutmeg milk punch that oh, was just so delicious. Oh, It wow. was so good. I think it was yeah. right after... Christmas. It might have been New Year's ish. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I remember one of our our early cocktails. So on our slightly delayed honeymoon, and we were in the in the Caribbean, and one of the places we went was Saint John. Yeah. Where Harry Vandermolen taught us to make the pinicoladas. Pinicoladas. 
Was that St. John? Anyway, no. we were doing this trip of $20 a day in the Caribbean on an Eastern Airlines ticket that we could go to as many islands as Eastern flew to. And so it was, it was St. John's. No, anyway, the British Virgin Islands. British Virgin Islands, yeah. So we stayed in this little guest house, concrete block <laughs> cabin. <laughs> And the the owner was a was a Dutch guy and wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And so he told it he told us when we checked in, if you want to have dinner with us, you know, we have to put in an order and we're cooking Lamb. Lamb tonight. And so we did and then we went down there and he says, You have to try our my pina colada. I said, Oh, okay. And so they were very good, and he gave us the recipe. And for a long time, we made those at home a lot. But you used a little paper cup, and you put the rum and the cream to coconut, and then filled it up. And cream to coconut comes in a can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you still get that. And- the pineapple juice, and <laughs> you put it in these little cups and froze it and freeze it. And then you could just drop it in your blender and blend up this delicious well, that's panicolata. smart. Yeah, and, and the alcohol is really in smart. it. The alcohol keeps in it, it would keep it from getting solid. Right. Um, and then you didn't have to chunk up ice to yeah, make a frozen drink. Yeah, it would I'm going to need that. Yeah, that was really <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good tip. <laughs> it was fun. And you could do that probably with any rum and uh, juice and fruit. Yeah, that would if work you with any daiquiri. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we did those for a long time. That was one of our favorite. I think early. we better do yeah. some tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> No thanks. <laughs> That's really a nostalgia drink. Yeah, that was such a fun. That was. A, I mean, that little island. There were goats walking on the road, and uh, it was so beautiful. The water and and all was very pristine. That was cool. And I don't know what he charged us for. It was probably part of the dinner. It was, was part so of the dinner. Yeah, it was so funny. Another trip we went to Guadalupe, and we took this uh, car tour of the of Guadalupe the island and we get like halfway and we stop for lunch and they make us up some rum drink planters punch planters punch i think it was 80 percent rum <laughs> and 20 percent punch i okay and he yeah. said you want another one i said yeah you know, mm-hmm. you want another one? I said, yeah. And then when we... weren't we, driving. Somebody else was... No, yeah. It was, a, it, was a <laughs> car, it was a car tour. And then he said, oh, you want to go straight back or you want to go the rest of the way around the island? I said, let's go the rest of the way around the island. Well, we get back and it's like, that's another hundred and eight... I don't remember the price. Yeah, you're... It seemed like a million dollars at the right. time. Right. It was more than we bargained for. <laughs> it was... More than double what we'd already agreed to pay. Yeah. But that's how they get you, you know? Yeah, that is. More rum. Yeah, okay. Baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, we'll, ha- we'll have some more to drink. All right. So what drink? I think uh, we'll stay in the in the island kind of feel and head to have uh, the head Mai Tai. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dad brought up Mai Tais, and that's exactly what I made. All right. Um, so I've got I poured a little bit for Josh, and then there's a glass for Mom and Dad to share, okay. All right. and a piece of pineapple you can share too. 
No pineapple was used inside the drink. It's just <laughs> garnish. We just put some on. So, Marie, why don't you tell us how you made it? So, I use some plantation overproof rum that Dad had in the cabinet. Yeah. Hadn't been opened. What? It is now. Yeah. Where did I have that? In the back of the bottom shelf of the thing. If you had your liquor more organized, <laughs> you would have known. The great debate of Thanksgiving 2020 to organize the liquor or to not. How to organize it, <laughs> when to organize Was it. Was there a use before date on that bottle? Oh, no, not on it. It's liquor. liquor. But so it's 1.75 ounces of rum. I tend to like roll into towards two <laughs> for mine. And then it has. So roll into two or two? <laughs> I There's mean, a let's, big let's difference. just call it two. All right. Let's call it two. <laughs> and then three quarters an ounce of lime juice. They say fresh lime juice will always make it better. I was too lazy to press fresh lime juice tonight. I just used the lime shaped bottle. Right. And then um, I also use the, the orgeat, the syrup, uh, just about half an ounce of that, and then half an ounce of. The orgate? I say orgeat, whatever it's called. Yeah. The almond syrup. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> orgate. <laughs> and then uh, some. Orgasm. I mean, no. <laughs> uh, and, and we're and the then fun part. Some orange curacao, or I use Grand Marnier tonight. Okay. Grand Marnier? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yep. How about how much? Did Grand you Marnier? know that mom uses Grand Marnier in her uh, guacamole? That was I, last I heard week. that on the last episode. <laughs> that was last week. I did not know that before that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty I funny. I used to use tequila in my salsa all the time. Yeah. But yeah, so I decided to make a, a Mai Tai because this um, pandemic season, I have been trying to live vicariously through cocktails and really wanted to make some Mai Tais and pretend I was in Hawaii in the yeah. middle of like rainy winter Seattle or rainy Absolutely. spring Seattle. This so. has a very wonderful smell. Yeah, it's just, it takes you back to the tropics. It doesn't matter. And I didn't realize how easy Mai Tais were to make. I used to only order them at restaurants right. in the tropics. Well, I mean, it depends on your Mai Tai recipe because I think, Dad, you have what, five other things in your Mai Tai? I have quite a few. You're right. Yeah. So it really depends. I mean, but a, a basic Mai Tai is... Like yeah, and I was doing some research, and there's a lot of different, you know, the evolution of a Mai Tai, Suppo you know, also argued history as to who came up with it, but the Trader Vic's is the kind of classic. Absolutely, yeah. And then Trader he Vic. did a Royal Hawaiian version. Right. Which is when he added the pineapple juice and the orange juice and made it more fruity, sweeter. For so you would love this Kona... <laughs> oh, I I would 100% yeah. go back day after day and 24 just keep tasting. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. My favorite, we went um my friends Kim and Nicole and Doug, we went to Hawaii last year um a little before Thanksgiving and went to Monkey Pod, oh. which is a it's a restaurant chain. Uh we were on Maui and they did this honey foam mm. on top. What? Yeah, it was so On top of a Mai Tai? On top of the Mai Tai. It was like a honey citrus. I can't remember what the citrus was they used. It was like an island fruit. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so good. We were like, uh, so should we go back to that again? <laughs> or can, we go again? <laughs> can I just get the honey foam so again? cup <laughs> to take with me? Yeah. <laughs> it was delicious. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you, have, if you can't tell, we, we're kind of a big traveling family, and 2020 has been a little... Rough. A little rough <laughs> on the travelies. There have been two at trips to 
Africa that have been canceled at the table. Yep. Or post. They haven't three been canceled. Three people were supposed to go to Africa this year. Three people <laughs> did not places. go to Africa. This yeah. Year. Different places. Yeah. And but they, they haven't been canceled. They have been postponed um, until the world can get itself, you know, back spinning correctly. <laughs> but you know, we like to, we kind of like to bring our adventures wherever we're at when we can't go. So, you know, uh, Marie, kind of, what have been some of your kind of cocktail history. I know we talked about you and I being, we went to Harry's in Venice and had a Bellini there. And you said you've been to Harry's in Paris. Yep. And had a French 75 there. Also been Harry's in Rome and (laughs) Harry's in West Lafayette, Indiana, you know, just in case you wanted to know the original in my heart. Yeah. Uh, So is Lafayette, West Lafayette the original? (laughs) Not even, hardly. Okay. But it is a fun one. But so kind of what have been some of your favorite cocktail experiences while traveling? Ooh, while traveling. You know, I, I'm kind of like mom and dad. I go to, I love going to a good pub and just kind of seeing what's on the menu and what are the beers, what are the uh, flavors that they've got going on. You know, kind of, so it varies a lot. So I have less cocktail stories than I have like wineries and breweries and things like that stories. Yeah. So my friend Courtney and I travel almost every Memorial Day together since we've known each other. Uh, this year was a first break. Oh. <laughs> transit. Oh. That was my Africa trip planned. Yeah. Um, but uh, a couple years ago, we went to South America and we went to Peru and then we went to Chile and we did a wine trip day uh, from Santiago to Valparaiso, Chile on the coast. Uh-huh. We also... Order the Terramonto or Toramoto. I can't remember exactly how to pronounce it. Uh, it's a um, cocktail made at this one restaurant in Santiago. So we had found out about it in the travel guide. We go in. I'm American. And Chilean Spanish is not Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> it is Chilean Spanish. Definitely not Mexican Spanish. <laughs> and... So I know a little bit of Spanish. Courtney knows basically none. <laughs> we go in there, we're like, Tormoto, we just want a Tormoto. And our poor waiter, like, we, it, it was a struggle. But we did get them ordered. They're basically, it's like, uh, it's a lot of alcohol with some ice cream on top. Kind of like soft serve situation. Sounds good. Oh, <laughs> it was good. We had our one each, and then we giggled our way out of that bar and kept exploring the city. <laughs> Um, so that was a pretty good cocktail story. Then we went from Santiago to Mendoza, and we spent four or five days in Mendoza, just wine tasting. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a beautiful part of that country. If you ever, if you're ever in Buenos Aires, like I highly recommend taking some time and going to Mendoza for a few days. Very different wine tasting experience. Right. You have to. So we had a driver who organized all of our tours. You have to have appointments for anything you do there. Mm-hmm. We had a guy named Gustavo. We basically called him Uncle Gustavo by the end of the trip because that's what it felt like. Right. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then last summer I went to the UK and Northern Ireland and I did, I went to Isla. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. funny we, story, I am not a scotch drinker. I am, I really be. am not an Isla smoky scotch drinker, but my friend told me it was the most beautiful part of the country. So I went and I tasted. Lafleur. <laughs> Which one is that? Lafroig. Lafroig. Yeah. Lafroig. Yeah. Lagavulin. 
225 ppm. You did Bowmore. We did Bowmore. We did everything Oc- except Kalila, um, I think. And then there was a new one that had just, a Radnihu, um, had just opened their doors of their restaurant, but they didn't have uh, scotch mm. taste. Yeah. Um, but a beautiful, beautiful place. Right. Very peaty. <laughs> Yeah, which I, I found a few that I liked. Like right. you can, Bom- yeah, Bomar is not that. Yeah, I brought home a, a bottle of Bomar, um, and you know, even some of the others, they were fine. They just I wasn't gonna drag them all home. Right, there's here. I mean, hey, it's a long way to bring. I think you went to Isla. You went to Isla before you. Yeah, so I David Christopher. In yeah, Ireland. I went from Isla to Northern Ireland where our cousin was. Right, and so I had a my domestics. Am I not? Um, Airplane trip from one locate from Scotland or yeah, Scotland Ireland. So it's one checked bag situation, and then you got to do it again all the way back to the U.S. Right. Um, or I went to uh, London and then home. But you had some bottles in the bag. I mean, I ended up bringing home an Edinburgh gin liqueur and a, a Scottish gin from the duty free that I was had euro or whatever to spend. I was like, yeah, sure. Let's just buy some liquor. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. We'll make it work now. Yeah. Okay, Josh, what do you have? I have a, um, it's a Mezcal Rob Roy. So that's a real play a on Robert, Rob Roy. A, a Roberto Roy, I guess you could say. <laughs> Roberto. Roberto Rodriguez. <laughs> Roberto Rodriguez. Yeah. Roberto Rory. <laughs> I don't know. So it's a, like I said, it's a play on a Rob Roy. So it's got two ounces of the Vita Mezcal, a three, uh, three quarters of an ounce of uh, sweet vermouth, and then four dashes of Angostura bitters. Um, so it's a, um, it's going to be a very, compared to what we've had, it's a, it's a, it's a cocktail. Uh, there's what? no, You're there's ours, not cocktail. no, it's a, spirit forward. It, it is a spirit heavy cocktail. That uh, there's, is, there's no smoky there's, in the glass again. There's no, God. there's no juice in it. You know, you just have the, the wine of the vermouth and then the bitters. And I thought it'd be fun cause you know, Rob Roy's traditionally have scotch in it or a peaty style scotch. Josh, did you see that face? No, I did not. Cause I was oh. talking. <laughs> <laughs> mom's not a fan mom. translation mom is not a fan here mom why don't you pour yourself some more of the bubbles <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> we still got the glass of bubbles oh, we got a little table. love what is a little scorpion. love though? scorpion that's a scorpion <laughs> oh tastes like dirty shoes <laughs> whoa <laughs> sorry josh no, it's okay. well, i like so what is it that turns it the red the sweet vermouth. The sweet vermouth. Yeah, sure. sweet vermouth is red. I mean, the Angostura bitters would also turn it red, but it's mostly from the from the sweet vermouth. I mean, don't get me wrong. That kicks me in the face. Yeah. But. But. I think I probably like it better with mezcal than I ever would like a peaty scotch. Right. I mean, we talked about it as, you well, know, it's a different type of smoke flavor. Yeah. The scotch drinking, for those of you, because you can't see it, the scotch drinker's over there kind of shaking his head like, well, how can anything be better than scotch? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, Dad, besides smoking a glass? Well, it, it's smoking a glass, but when I make a Rob Roy, I don't use the smoky scotch. I just use, like, you know, our famous grouse, or maybe I might use one of the others, like 
you know my my favorite scotch but i usually don't make the smoky scotch with rob roy if i was going to do the smoky scotch i might do s- slip right in with the bomar which is not that smoky right but this you know it's like our smoke in the glass episode the mezcal is really smoke yeah well, the that's way they the did point it. of it <laughs> yeah so, so but that you know that's what we're doing we're but doing cocktails that the more i taste it the more i like it too yeah I it, mean, it, it's also just we went from a lot of fruit forward beverages. that's right from really sweet 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 and like citrus to spirit and smoke and that's a switch and so if you get your palate adjusted it's it's very well balanced all right all. i mean the sweet vermouth comes up and kind of calms down that smokiness a little bit and it's not really out of balance the bitters are there kind of adding a spiciness yeah kind of underneath um but what i thought about it i had some blood orange zest that i would have put in into the stir so i put all the stuff in and i stir it rather than shake it because it's you know it's alcohol it's all alcohol and then strain it out and if i would have would have been thinking i would have used that and kind of help giving it some of that extra sweet flavor into it so is that a rule of thumb that if it's spirit forward or primarily only spirits you stir and if it's more fruit whatever else mixers you shake what i kind of what i was taught when i was going through the bar training uh, when i was working in montana was if there's if there's only alcohol in it stir if there's juice shake okay so that's why like martinis are traditionally supposed to be stirred because all it is is gin or vodka, depending on who you ask, and vermouth. And so when it's just that, you stir it, you know, old fashions are stirred, Manhattans yeah. are stirred, Sazeracs are stirred, you know, those type of things. It's kind of the general rule um, when it comes to that, because you don't want to, you want to dilute it, but you don't want to over, yeah. over dilute it. But Jane Bond says, shaken, not stirred. Because he's a rebel. <laughs> God. Yeah, or he's, you know, being snooty. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do they say? He what just is, needed what, a line. What do they say in in West Wing? Uh, oh, the president. What does he say? He goes, James. He goes, James Bond is ordering a weak martini and then being a sn- being snooty about Got it because <laughs> <laughs> he kind of talks through it. But you know, I think I think it's a good option. You know, I try I try and do a lot of the stuff use in the cocktail episodes. Use something that we've had before. You know, this is a real curveball, <laughs> but it's good. Yeah. Once you get, like Marie said, once you kind of get your palate ready after all these sweet drinks, yeah, I, it's, I, it's pretty good. I like it. I'm not a big mezcal drinker, but I could, I could have one of these. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the same way. I'm not a huge smoke person, um, but I think, you but know, if this. You, if you were gonna have this drink, and then you're gonna have another drink, I think you'd want the sweet drink first. Would you not? I would. Or would you start with the smoke? So if this were and me, then I, the sweet. Drink? I would go from smoke wine with a meal to then sweet after. I, I mean, if you're just doing cocktails all night, I mean, do whatever it you want yeah. to well, get drunk. Yeah, it depends on what food you're going <laughs> to pair with it, right? right? Yeah. Well, and this is what I mean. Honestly, this. This would either be a beginning or an end, yeah. in my opinion. That's the way I, I wouldn't really put it. In the, I was... 
no. unless I'm continuing on a smoky trail, like a smoky or <laughs> some kind of really powerful flavor. Like I could, I could see having like a Sazerac after this, or doing some something that's got absinthe in it, or something, that's or fair. going to con- continuing in like the Scotch world, or going to a bourbon. All right, something something based in that way. But I wouldn't go. I really wouldn't go from this into like like the French seventy five, and that being the end of my night. Oh no! Because the 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 smoke is probably going to overpower that French seventy five. Yeah, you wouldn't even taste it for most of the cocktail. Yeah. So these but, are good. Yeah. So we had four very different drinks. Wait, we didn't talk about Josh's travel cocktail story. Oh, we no, we haven't. We haven't yet. <laughs> well, I don't really. So I'm kind of like you. Worst case, I'm going to tell the story you're 24. <laughs> well, I'll let you tell. I'll let you tell that story. But I, you know, besides like my 21st birthday, I most of my traveling is wine trips. So we drink a bunch of wine during the day, and then when we go out at night, I'm the person that will still drink wine. Yeah. I'll still drink wine. Joe and Jeff, they'll usually switch over to some kind of liquor-based drink, usually rum and Cokes or uh, rum and Diets or gin, really? G&Ts or something I like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, because they, I mean, there's fatigue. Their palates just kind of wore out on wine? Well, sometimes you just get tired of it. <laughs> and yeah. then you know you've got another day of it coming up. You kind of want to. That's fair. But I, I mean, I usually still stick with it. I, there was a, when we were in Bordeaux, there was a little itty bitty uh, cocktail like cafe that we went in, and um, they had some really really good stuff. Couldn't tell you what it was, but it was one of those like when you think of like a French bistro but a cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it was. I was at a con- I was at a con- so this, this is my funny whiskey story. So I was at a conference in Washington Washington D.C. for. It was a educator education lobby conference, and it was 2011. So it was a while ago. Sitting at the bar, and I'm like, you know, I kind of want to want an old fashioned. You know, what kind of whiskeys do you guys have? He's like, oh man, we have this really really good one from Vermont. Really really good. It's called Whistle Pig. You should totally have it. But I was like, okay, this is great. From where? What's from, I'm pretty sure it's from Vermont. Oh. It's, it's called Whistle Pig. And that's, okay. that's, that's the point of the story is the Whistle oh, okay. Pig part. Whistle pig. Mm-hmm. So I get my check. It was like an $8 cocktail. And oh. like he charged me correct. If you try and go buy a bottle of Whistle Pig right now, the cheapest you're going to find it is $80 on the shelf. Whistle Pig is one of those ones that is just like taken Stop. off. And we couldn't, we couldn't find it in Arkansas when I came back for it. And then it finally came back, and it was all oh, this big cult whiskey. And I was like, yeah, I had that in an old-fashioned one. <laughs> but um, so I guess there's a funny – well, was this the gin and tonic story? Well, just, I was just going to make fun of the fact that you, you were so good about not drinking until you turned right. basically 21. So I, I went over to Italy because he was studying abroad in Italy for his 21st birthday. Mm-hmm. His birthday was yesterday. So it's right <laughs> around Thanksgiving. Yep. And so we spent the week traveling Italy. Yeah. We did drink a fair amount of wine, uh, especially yeah. with dinners. Um, we, had, we had a week of free travel that was right yeah. there. And Marie and I traveled. We went to Milan and Venice. 
a CC. And a CC, that's right. And uh, and I remember we got back to Florence, and you're not supposed to drink at your school. No, and I was not. But I was like, but Josh, your birthday, your actual birthday <laughs> yeah. is now. We got to go do something. <laughs> okay, we got to do something. How old was he turning? 21. 21. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. And, and so <laughs> he's like, okay, well, I'll meet you at this. Random pub. We'll meet and I had, around I had, the corner and where it was nobody's like, looking. I had been out at museums or whatever because yeah, I think you, you might have been back in class or or yeah, something. Yeah, I went. Like I went that. up. I went back to the villa to kind of check back in and do you know? Yeah. Kind of relax and get right. washed, clothes washed, and we had already done the Uffizi and the Academia. So Marie went, Marie was staying yeah. in Florence in Florence, and she you were doing yeah. those, and I was like, well, I'll meet you. I'll meet you for a drink for dinner. Yeah, and. He's like he did a lot of this like <laughs> looking around. Thing. He goes, I guess I'll have a, a Guinness. <laughs> so the bartender, I was like, you are twenty one. First of all, we're in Italy, so it doesn't even it matter, matter that you're turning twenty one. Because eighteen is the yeah. legal age. Yeah. Well, and for beer, I don't, I don't even know if they care. Oh, I think anybody yeah. could grab a beer or a glass of wine in Italy. But it was just, it was a very vivid memory of, for me. Then you were like, oh, I guess I should probably get a bag of chips just in case. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was worried. You know, you yeah, have that worry. Yeah, you didn't want to get kicked out of school. I, well, I could have got get, kicked out of school. Uh, yeah, I could have got caught, kicked out of right? school. Well, I could have got sent home. I don't think they would, they wouldn't kick you out right away. But you would, I would well, definitely get kicked out. sent home would be bad. Yeah, I definitely would have got kicked out of the program. Yeah. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's another funny story about that trip. <laughs> And it's my favorite alcohol story. What? This is the the amaretto story. Oh. You, you. I think all of you have heard I this. Think so. so the amaretto story. So in Italy, sometimes if you're in small towns or wherever you're at, and you're out to dinner, and it's a really local place, rather than having dessert, they'll bring out a house-made liqueur. Oh, okay. Just for the table. Here you go. Right. Whatever it is. Right. So we were down in Sicily. We were in Taormina, and I became the guy that people followed. <laughs> you know, I, I travel really well. Uh-huh. I know what I'm doing. I have a good sense of direction. I don't really get lost well. And so, and I would always find the places off the square, the random walk down a little alley. We're like, oh, okay, this place looks good to eat. So we had, at this point, one, two, three, four, five. We had 10 people. Uh. 10 people at this table. And first of all, that's a big deal for a, restu- a small restaurant in Italy to have a large group like that. Oh, yeah. And so we had a great meal, you know, we're, we're starting to wrap up we're, we tell the, we tell the waiter we're finished and we're just about to order for the check and he walks up with this tray of glass. Oh yeah. And they're the gla- kind of the glasses like we have now. They're, you know, a little bit of, there's like, a, I call them a single old fashioned glass, you know, kind of like a, almost a fancy double shot glass. And they've got this like beautiful amber liquor in it. I start setting him down. I'm like, no, 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 grazie. You know, mm-hmm. like we're we're good, thank you. And he's like, no, 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 on the house, ha- you know, on, on the, the house, house on, on the, the house. house, no, 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 on the house. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with this glass in front of me, and I know what I'm supposed to do. And the restaurant said I'm supposed to take the next thirty minutes and sit here and sip this and enjoy mm-hmm. my digestif with my friend. Yeah, have a good time. But as I'm sitting here staring at this glass. I feel nine pairs of eyes. So the other turn. nine are going. <laughs> they, tu- oh. they all turn. They all st- I could feel it. They were all starting to turn and look at me. And 
like Marie said, it was a big deal, you know, that we couldn't drink alcohol. But they did say, we understand that if this happens, you know, you don't want to be rude because it's really rude to just leave it on the table. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and so we didn't want, you know, we didn't want to do that, and we didn't, but we didn't know what to do. And so I just, I, uh, to this day, it cracks me up. I feel these eyes, and I sit and I think, how do I get everybody out of here? So they're all people from school. They're all, yeah, it's all people from school. And so I'm like, crap. I know what I have to do, and it's not what I want to do. You have to drink all ten, Josh. No, <laughs> I don't. I take this beautiful amaretto, and I shoot it. Like I, just ta- I shoot it all at once. It was no, I mean, it was no more than a shot size, but I, I, I take the shot, and I, I put my glass down. It was the most beautiful amaretto I've ever had in my life. Oh, like, sw- oh. It was lightly sweet. It wasn't syrupy. And, and so I, I'm still looking at the table, kind of looking at the person in front of me because I had a good friend of mine in front of me. And like one by one, I kind of see, you know, gla- glasses start to tip back and some people just take a sip. <laughs> a couple people, like, because we were sitting outside, like kind of dumped it in a, <laughs> dumped it in a plant beside it. Yeah. Well, because well, well, they didn't, I mean, they really, like, they weren't drinkers. They didn't want to yeah. drink at yeah. all, ever. Well, that probably. And they, were af- and, well, yeah. and they were afraid. I mean, they were yeah. underage in America, yeah. Yeah. But they were afraid. And then we were walking back. And people were like, oh, my gosh. I'm feeling so drunk right now. <laughs> They're gonna, I'm going to get in so much trouble. And I go, have you ever heard of the placebo effect? Yeah. Really? <laughs> exactly. So one uh, person was like, oh, I took two a leave before we left. Before we left the hotel, do you think I'm going to be okay? You think it's going to affect me even more? I'm just like, oh no. We get to the main square, and the the two three people that I was traveling with most, we everyone walked off, and the rest of us just like turned and tucked tail and like went somewhere else. We're like, we got to get away from these people. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's a a great story. That's probably my favorite when it comes to like liquor and cocktails story (laughs) from that trip. But man, it was so funny. What a oh gosh. What a spot. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, I, I understand their, like, like their dilemma about it. Because, mm. you know, it is a big deal for some people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, man. <laughs> but. That's too bad you had to shoot it. Yeah. Because that was probably a very good amaretto. Yeah. I mean, if I ever go back to Italy, maybe I'll, and I go down to Sicily, I'll wander around Taormina and see if I can find, it find again. the restaurant. <laughs> You've both been to Italy. Yep. Yep. But we haven't. I've been twice. You have I think not. it's our turn. Maybe this year. Right? Hey. Twenty twenty one, baby. Yeah. <laughs> next <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah. So Well, what were some of your favorite cocktails of the night? Mom? What would you like the best? Well, um, I really did enjoy the Maurice Mai Tai as well as the Scorpion. That brought back a lot of fun memories. Uh both of them did. And I love my French 75. I'm sorry, Josh, yours no, that's okay. not mine, my <laughs> thing. But it was just fun gathering around with, with my grown-up children and my <laughs> husband and enjoying, yeah, and yeah. enjoying the taste and some uh, stories. Yeah. yeah. So, Dad, what, what, did you, what was your favorite? Well, I'll start with my least favorite is the French 75. <laughs> oh. But I'm sorry. That's all right. But Marie's Mai Tai was very good. 
And I make a I make a good Mai Tai, but Marie says, Dad, I make a mean Mai Tai. Is that what you said? <laughs> I did. And then Josh, your your smoke, your mescal Rob Roy, that was really good after after we got that sweet taste out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to try that again. Yeah. And myself. I mean you can cut back on the mezcal too. But the Scorpio, it brings, like Joanne said, it brings back memories of, like, 1982 and <laughs> our friends. 81, and, yep. Well, and even after that, when we were in Kansas, we had Scorpio friends. We might have Scorpio friends here, but we just don't know it. Yeah, because you guys always travel. Uh, there are a lot of people I, I with November like, birthdays. Yeah, I know a lot. I yeah. feel like you've got a few. Oh, we throw do. parties you know, like October 24th through November 21st, so Something, there's yeah. got to be friends yep. out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about you, Marie? What was your favorite? I mean, I I do love my Mai Tai. I have been nursing it so I can keep drinking it. Um, <laughs> you can just make another one. <laughs> That's true. I'll just make another one. The Scorpion was really good. I don't think I'd had one other than like a scorpion bowl that we chugged probably too fast at a bar. Chugged? Um, yeah. How do you chug a bowl? Uh, through a straw. Yeah. <laughs> through a straw in a race with your friend. Yeah, we did a scorpion bowl well. in St. Martin one time, and dude, that was a disaster. <laughs> I had, somebody had to drive me home. Yeah, yeah. That, Ubers were a great thing. No, there was no Uber. Well, mm-hmm. fortunately from my lifetime, they has come around. I love mom's. French 75, that's delicious. I had, I never thought about ordering one of those at Brian, yeah, which would yeah. be a great mm-hmm. yeah. alternative to a mimosa. And Josh, I like yours, but it's not going to be my go-to. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's, you know, just different, something. Different palettes. Right. And, you know, I'm kind of the same way. I think probably my favorite was the French 75. It was a little, it was a little on the sweeter side that I like. Probably go to the, the Rob Roy, because I'm not a huge... Over amount of juice in a cocktail. I really like cocktails to be strong, um, you know, spirit for spirit forward. So that's kind of where. That's the thing about the Scorpion. It's it's really spirit forward. You just don't really recognize it. I don't know that it's spirit. Well, it's yeah. (laughs) You're right. I said that wrong. Right. There is four and a half ounces of spirit, which is not. A, a major amount of it, but there's plenty of spirit. There's <laughs> plenty, plenty. Right. But, okay, so the difference in like a spirit forward one like mine, mine had 100% alcohol. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. And nothing else. All right. So, I mean, bitters right. are technically, you know, alcohol. So, that's true. It was. So, well, it's been a great. Fun. Lots of fun. Yeah. I Thank feel you like guys. we uh, need to eat dinner. Perhaps? <laughs> or, you know, Is that just me? Turkey sandwich? <laughs> the next round. Yeah. So, well, I want to thank Mom and Marie for being on the podcast. Playing you know, along. Playing, playing, along. playing along as we well, you know, do the crazy, crazy chit chat. That Monopoly. We do. <laughs> 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 That's true. Uh, or Scrabble. <laughs> so, next week. We're going to be doing a wine podcast. We're getting into the holiday season, so we're going to be doing some kind of special episodes when it comes to wine. Uh, next week, we're actually going to be doing uh, champagne. So we're doing true champagne 
from Ch- the Champagne region of France. Oh boy. Um, Dad, what are you doing? Madame Chem- Chandon Imperial Nectar Rose. So the <laughs> Moet and Chandon Nectar Imperial Rose. Joanne loves that one. We love it. It's it's really, really good. Uh, price point's about mm, maybe up to $70, but it's worth it. Yeah. It really is. What are you doing, Josh? And I'm going to do the Pierre Peters Blanc de Blanc. So it's going to be a good time with Dad doing the Moet and Chandon Nectar Imperial Rosé, and I'm going to be doing the Pierre Peters. So uh, remember to follow us on all, all of your socials and, you know, on Instagram and Facebook. Give us a like. Uh, give us a follow. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform and give us a review. And, uh, you know, I just want to say I am really thankful on this Thanksgiving for all of you for being supportive of what we're doing and kind of helping us keep going on this yeah, we crazy really adventure. appreciate it. Looking good. We get more and more listeners every day. That's right. So once again, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs> Woo-hoo.